Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome to episode 28 of the podcast. Before I jump into the interview that I have for you today, I want to tell you about something new that I am doing with the podcast and it involves you and there's a great way for you to be able to share your voice and and what you think about things related to motherhood and spirituality. So let me share that with you and what I'm going to be doing. I want to be able to share the experiences of more mothers. I love doing these interviews. I love being able to talk to people and hear their motherhood story and hear how they're using God and making him their partner in motherhood. So I would love to know how you're doing that. And so what I would like to do on the podcast is every month, I'm going to be asking a question that listeners can call in and answer. And then I will be compiling the answers to that question and using it as one of the podcast episodes that I do during the month. And I'd like to do this once a month. And there will be a different question every month. And all you have to do is call in. I've set up a Google Voice account that you can call in and leave your answer. And then I will compile those into an episode. And I'm hoping that what this will do is just build a better community and help us to know that we're not alone in motherhood, that we have each other, that we have God. And and hopefully that it, it will, your story, by sharing your story, you'll be able to help somebody else. And so here is what I'm proposing. So starting in November, I'm going to be having this type of an episode once a month. And this month, the question for November that I would like to have you answer is, how have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? And if that question sounds familiar, that's because I ask it to every guest that comes on the podcast. And I would love to know what your answer to that is. So it's really super simple to give your answer. And here's what you do. At your convenience, you can do this day or night, anytime. You can call this number, and here it is, 480-525-7145, and don't worry, I'll say that again here in just a second, and it will also be in the show notes, and I'll post it on Instagram, but you call that number, it's a Google Voice number, it'll go straight to voicemail, and then you can leave a message with your answer to the question, and if you could start your message uh, with your name and where you're from, so if I was calling in, I would say, hi, this is Darla from Arizona, and then... You just want to give your answer to the question. And for this month, again, the reminder for that question is, how have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? And feel free to share a specific story or an experience that illustrates this for you. The only thing that I'm asking is that you just keep it short to around three minutes because that way I'll be able to share more experiences and more people on this upcoming episode in November. And then if you could just submit your answer by Sunday, October 28th, that will give me enough time to compile everything and get the episode out sometime in November. So that's it. I am really excited to be able to do this and I'll keep you updated on when that podcast will air. And I really, that's just really what I want to do is be able to build a community. I don't really ever care if Spiritually Minded Mom podcast is giant and has tons of followers. That's not why I'm here. I just want to be able to do this podcast in God's way. And I hope that it will help you and me and everyone who listens to know and understand more fully how God is our partner in motherhood. So I'm coming up with questions for future months. If you have any uh, suggestions for that, feel free to let me know. 
but we're going to start with this question. How have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? So again, the number that you can call in to submit your answer is 480-525-7145. And now let me tell you about the great interview I have for you today. My interview today is with Tessa Brown, and I found Tessa on Instagram. She has a wonderful Instagram account called Tessa Lee Art. And she does beautiful artwork depicting motherhood as well as a savior and other things. She's a mom to two little boys that are two and four. And she has a beautiful motherhood story. I loved interviewing her. I loved hearing more about her artwork. And if I could use one word to sum up this interview with Tessa, it would be love. We talked about love for the savior and how that helps helps her as a mother. We talked about loving our children and especially about not comparing the way that we love our children to someone else because we're their moms for a reason and we're giving them exactly what they need. So I'm excited for you to hear my interview with Tessa Brown. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. I am excited to have Tessa Brown with me today to talk about her motherhood story and to share some of her insights. She's also an artist and I'm excited to dive into that. So Tessa, just to start off, will you introduce yourself? Yeah, and thank you so much for having me here. I have been looking forward to it and I just love this podcast. So um, my family, I have, I've been married for seven years and I have two boys, four and two. So my life is pretty much superheroes, ninjas, potty humor, <laughs> that kind of stuff which is pretty fun. Um, we love to travel. And even though my kids are young, I just feel like they're such at, at fun ages to kind of, you know, see the world with. So we have been a few places, but I think our favorite is New York City. Oh, yes. I went to New York for the very first time in my whole life this last April, and I loved it. And I'm scheming all the time about how to get back. <laughs> and I, I want to take we my kids. go back and see Hamilton. Yes. Oh, like, that's so, that would be so awesome. Yes. Okay. So let's dive in and talk about your motherhood story. So one of the things that you shared with me that when we were getting ready for the interview was that you thought you had motherhood all figured out after your first baby, but then your second baby came along. And I think this, a lot of people can relate to this and things became a lot more difficult for you. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And then how, how did God help you during that time in your motherhood journey? What did you learn? Yeah, so I had my first baby, and he was just a dream. Just, And I didn't realize this. I just thought I was a dream of a mom. <laughs> he was just so easy, and he slept, and he nursed, and he was happy, and he laughed all the time. And so I just was like on a high. I loved being a mom. And I would kind of hear people complain or say, oh, being a mom is hard. And I just couldn't even understand where they were coming from because I was just so in love with my baby. So my second baby, we had 22 months later, and he was, and still is very opposite of my first child, which I've heard a lot of moms say. And he cried all the time from right when he came out, and he never slept, and he didn't ever want to nurse or eat from a bottle or anything. So my days all day long were just filled with crying and filled with me not knowing what my baby needed for pretty much his whole first year. Um, and so when I when I look back at that first year of his life, truthfully, I don't necessarily see a lot of like God in it easily because I was so blinded, I think, by wanting to be perfect. I kind of had this idea that I was going to be a perfect mom. And that little baby showed me that I wasn't going to be. And so instead of focusing on light and just love, I was focusing on 
you know, trying to make that baby how I wanted him to be and make my toddler how I wanted him to be and try to make me how I wanted to be. And I just was never living up to that. So I was just frustrated and angry all the time. Um, and I don't know if you've seen, have you seen Moana, the movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at the very end, there's like this big lava monster. And Moana is just this cute little girl. And she faces that lava monster. And the lava monster is just coming at her. Um, and she sings to the monster, this is not who you are. You know who you are. And that part of the song, like, spoke to me so loudly because I feel like that was me that year. I was just like a monster, and I was so angry and mad, and I feel like Heavenly Father was there the whole time, and he was, like, whispering to me, this isn't you, like, this isn't who you are, and I just couldn't, I could, like, hear him in, like, little tiny moments but I couldn't like break out of it. And I didn't really truthfully, I did not do anything to end that stage. You know how mothering is. It just kind of ended. And all of a sudden he was a little bit happier. And I kind of realized that I had totally lost myself and I could finally kind of hear God pushing me, you know, to like go back to who I was. And I feel like with my first baby, I lost myself too in a really great way though. Like I learned about, sacrifice and service and love and I just felt so lifted by it all and then with my second baby I feel like I lost myself in a in a just a hard way and I was just angry and frustrated and I just wasn't finding a lot of joy and so I realized that I needed to find myself in a way that was separate from that sacrifice and service and so I kind of decided to you know listen to I was listening to books and podcasts about kind of chasing your dreams and I just decided to go for another dream besides having my little boys who are always going to be such a great dream of mine. But, um, and I decided to start painting and doing something that was going to just be kind of about me. And, and I felt God pushing me through that. And I, and I feel like I kind of have kind of come into my own person again, and I am a much better and happier mom than I was during my monster year. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think your story really illustrates probably what a lot of people experience. I mean, we always hear these great stories about these pivotal turning points that people have in their lives, but really that doesn't always happen. Like you said, you didn't like overcome anything. It just sort of changed and ended and and you moved on from there. So, what what point do you think it was that you realized, "Hey, I've lost myself and I'm going to make a change." And and when did you start pursuing art? I think for a long time motherhood, well, I guess it was so long, but like a few years after I became a mom, it was totally filling me up. Um, and it was giving me like all my happiness. And then I kind of started feeling angry, even with my husband, like he would come home from, um, school, he was in residency or like a dinner where they were kind of celebrating the residence or whatever. And I would feel like mad. And I would say to him, I'm just here all day and you're out with, you know, adult (laughs) and um I just realized like that's not me like I want to support him and be happy for him and I want to support my boys and be happy for them and I don't want to be just this person that's expecting other people or other things like motherhood to make me happy and so um I think it was truthfully a fight that I had with my husband where I was telling him why are you like never home and I'm always here just waiting for you and I just realized I don't want to spend my life waiting for anybody or anything. I just want to 
you know, do what really makes me happy, which is being a wife and is being a mother, but I couldn't only rely on that anymore, you know? And I think some people can in certain stages, but at that point I couldn't anymore. Yeah. I, I think that's a common thing that, and I, I love that you, you figured out that you needed your own thing, that there, you don't have to just have your, your, all your focus on your kids. You can, you can do something else and that fills you up so that you can go back to your kids and your husband and give them what they need. And one of the things I really, that made me want to reach out and ask you to come on the podcast was just looking through your Instagram account. You have such a growth mindset. You, you are very positive about motherhood. And what are the specific things that you do to keep that growth mindset about motherhood? Um, you know, I think that as a mom, it's easy for me to kind of feel a little bit out of control. Like I can make a schedule and make a plan and, um, you know, talk really kindly to my kids and really love them and be sweet with them. And they will still be kids and throw tantrums. You know, I, they're four and two, so they're at that stage. So I just feel like, you know, they're still going to throw tantrums and yell at me or hit each other or whatever it is. And I cannot control them. And so I decided that I wanted my goal every day to be to control myself, not to control my kids. So I, if I'm really going to believe that I can control myself, I need to do things that make me feel in control of myself. So for me, I think it's different for everyone. For me, um, I feel like working out really makes me feel like I kind of have control over my body. And then I like to meditate just a really short period of time, most days, um, like even just like seven minutes. And I feel like that helps me control my mind. And then reading the scriptures and writing a little bit in my journal every day helps me feel like I have control over my spirit so that I kind of remember I'm my own person and they're their own people and they can freak out and have tantrums and that doesn't have to decide my day or how I react. So how did you figure out those things? So if someone's saying, okay, I want to be like that, I want to have a growth mindset and they want to figure out what are the things that they can do to help them have that. You figured out that it was exercise and meditation and reading your scriptures. And I think those are great things, and they, but they may not be the same for everybody. So ha- what advice would you give to someone who wants to figure out what they need? Yeah, I think that I, I would say to really think about the times in your, in your day or times in your life, if you haven't been feeling it recently, that you feel either love for yourself or love from God or really a big love for what you're doing, um, and be aware. And I think that's really what it takes is being aware because a lot of times we think what makes us happy is like to sit down and have a bag of Cheetos and watch a Netflix show in the middle of the day during nap time. Cause we're so tired and we're like, okay, I can just get to nap yeah. time or whatever it is. But I mean, yeah, sometimes that does feel good, but on a regular basis, I don't think that that's really going to fill your well in the way that your well needs to be filled to take care of people a lot. I mean, most of the day, usually for mothers. So I would say figure out what makes you feel that love. Um, And it would be great if it was from all, you know, from God, from yourself and for what you're doing. Um, But I think that a lot of people don't necessarily just have something that takes like automatically they can think of. Um, so I think that's okay to just kind of try out some different things and realize what truly does make you feel happy and what do you really love. Um, and then I also think with your kids to really realize when you feel a lot of love for them, because I think that's oftentimes different than what we think. Um, 
sometimes, you know, you think, okay, I just like want to have a good day with my kids. I'm going to take them to the park or whatever. But a lot of moms maybe don't like going at the park. They get bored or they feel like they're stressed out because they can't see their kids or, and they're like yelling at them, stay close to me. And that's not really an uplifting, um, you know, time. And so I would say maybe you feel love when you have made a dinner and you watch your kids scarfing it down. Or maybe you feel love when one of their little heads is laying on your shoulder and you're reading a book to them. Whatever it is that you just feel that like, you know, that in your heart and like, oh, they're so great. Just notice that and make sure you do that every day. And it can be so small and so simple. It's not like these big extravagant things. And I think that when you focus on that, it can really bring it back, motherhood back to love, which makes motherhood feel a lot easier and a lot happier. And if you do the things you love, it can also, you know, make your life feel a lot more fulfilled apart from only your children, which I think is healthy for everybody. Yeah, I love I love everything that you said. So much good stuff in there. Like not only looking at what what have you loved in the past, when do you feel loved, when do you love yourself? Those are all great things. But you really kind of um, gave me this aha moment when you said, you know, when do you feel the most love for your kids? When do you just feel? I mean, and I'm picturing that as when do you just feel so fulfilled in motherhood? What are those times? And then build on that. And, and don't be afraid to try something, you know, maybe you try meditating and it doesn't work for you and you don't enjoy it, but you try, then you try something else or journaling or exercising. You know, we don't have to like fit in this box of here's all the things that you do to take care of yourself as a mom or to feel the joy. It's not like that. And you can explore and figure those things out and you, and you'll know, you'll know what you'll find, you know, what, what makes you tick and and what's going to bring you that happiness. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. And you really will. I think that that's part of, you know, Heavenly Father and how much He loves us is that He wants us to yeah. do things we love. So when we're doing things we love, I think He'll really nudge us, nudge our hearts and be like, this is it. And this is easy. A lot of times they're so simple. It's just like reading a book for even 15 minutes or whatever. It just doesn't have to be yeah. a big thing. Um, yeah, I love, I love what you, you're, you know, you're talking about love. And isn't that like what's going to get us through in motherhood? Like, I've said before, love is always the answer. Like love is the answer for a lot of things, especially when it comes to to motherhood and loving our children. And I know one of the things that we um, talked about in the prep for the interview was how you want to teach your children to love as Jesus Christ did. And so I'd love to know what does that look like for you? How do you teach your kids to love? So um, I think my main parenting philosophy is kind of what you just said, to lead with love. Um, I love to learn about parenting and being a mom and I love reading books, but I feel like what always speaks the loudest to me is just loving them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want them to know when they're really good little boys and they're doing what mommy asked that I love them so much. And then when they're like super awful little boys and they're being terrible, I still love them so much because I think that I'm going for this long-term relationship and, if I'm going long-term, I think the only thing that really lasts forever is love. And so that doesn't mean I'll agree with all of their choices or mm-hmm. think everything they do is right, but I can't, like I said before, I can't control them. Um, and in the long run, they really come how, how they are. They're going to be who they're going to be. And I think the only thing that truly changes and encourages and motivates people through 
life is love. And that's how Christ teaches. And I want to teach like him. And I think the main reason is because Christ makes me feel like I am more than I am. He makes me feel like I can be so much better and greater and this person that I really want to be. And I want my kids to feel that from me. So I, I think the way I, I show them is by just telling them that a lot, like even when they're throwing tantrums or when they're um, not making choices that I necessarily love, I like to remind them in those moments, you know, I love you so much. I don't love what you're doing, but I love you so much. And it really always seems to calm them down. And um, I think that I can feel the spirit really strongly when I do that as a mom. Yeah, that's really great. I, I can say that one of the biggest things that I've learned about motherhood is that first of all, all my kids are different, but, and they all just kind of come how they are and, and they're just going to kind of be how they are. And for a long time I thought about that and I thought, well, then what's the point of being a mother? You know, if these kids are just going to come how they are and they're going to make their own choices, what is the point of being a mother? And someone, I don't know where I heard this. So if someone knows where I heard this, it might've been a podcast. It might've been something I read, or it might've been a conversation with someone, but this is what I loved. Yes, they come as they are and they're going to make their own choices. So our job as a mother is to be there when they make the, when they do something that they need support, you know, maybe they make a wrong choice and they need to fall back on us. And that's where that love comes in. That's what I'm realizing. Hold on to that because when your kids are teenagers, you're really going to need that. (laughs) Oh, I already know. There's so many days where I'm like, gosh, I really wish I was more okay with the way they act when they go to grandma's house. (laughs) But you know, you, you have to let go of that and let go of that control. And I've talked about this with other guests as well, but but really, that's that's the main thing I'm learning, and I just heard that recently. Like, yeah, we, you know, we're here for our kids to f- have somewhere to fall back on, and to know that someone is there that loves them, even if they make mistakes, and and we can point them to the perfect person in, in Jesus Christ, who, you know, died for them and, and is there to help them get through that, and you know, we can be the one pointing them to that, and that and that's the purpose. I, I just totally love that, and I think you know, you're you're on the right track with two and four year olds. You're you're doing really well. Took me a lot longer to learn <laughs> <Thank> that. <you. laughs> um, so as you've learned and grown as a mother, how has your own understanding of the Savior's atonement changed? And how do you rely on him? So, you know, I feel like I have kind of a gift of really filling Heavenly Father's and Jesus Christ's love easily. And it's something that I've always had and has been really important to me. Um, and then as I became a mom and kind of tried to bring that love in, I could feel the love, but I felt like I was still trying to understand the atonement. Like it wasn't really working for me because my kids started to get a little bit bigger. And as toddlers, they're a lot harder to, you know, be the mom that you always think you're going to be and be patient and everything. And so I felt like, especially that year, that hard year where my second child was, you know, being difficult. I felt like I was constantly having this vision of the mom I wanted to be. And I know how she talked and who she was. And I was every night, I was just saying sorry for not being her. And it was almost like I was picturing Christ, like standing over my bed, like with his shoulders slumped and kind of looking down and like shaking his head, like, well, you didn't quite make it again. So I guess I'll have to help you out, you know? And it was just like, I just wasn't feeling lifted by that. I was just feeling bad. And I thought this can't be, this can't be right. This can't be what the atonement is about. So 
one year I decided I wanted to like focus on the word gentle. I kind of tried to focus on something each year. And so I wanted to focus on being more gentle with my family. And so the next day I totally had a mom tantrum, like <laughs> to the extreme. <laughs> Just when you're starting and to I make was, progress, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh geez, like, I'm going to have to do something different than just think about this word every day and then say sorry at night and feel bad about myself. Like that is not going to work. So I had kind of heard about meditating a little bit and I had just heard so many good things about it. And so I decided to kind of try it in my own way. So I don't necessarily do it like, oh, try to clean my mind and not think of anything. What I do is I just, I try to do it every day and in the morning, it takes about seven minutes and I just, um, envision the mom I want to be and how I want to interact with my kids. And I do it by like words that are important. I think like love and joy and gratitude and patience. And as I think of those, I really imagine their cute little faces smiling at me and just how much I love them. And then I kind of say a few little mantras, mantras. I never know how to say that word mantra. (laughs) Like, um, you know, they fill me up. They don't empty me or they deserve love and I deserve love, things like that. And then afterwards, I have this clear vision of the mom that I want to be that day and how I want to act with my kids. And then I say a prayer and it is a different prayer than I, I'm, than I've ever said. It's like I'm begging and pleading and it's not long. It's just like a minute or whatever. But um, I noticed that in the scriptures, the prophets, when they're really praying for something, it always says the word pleading And I kind of just had this moment where I realized I need to plead for the spirit with me because I am not, I don't feel like I have it with me throughout the day, you know, when I really need it. And so I would just say to Heavenly Father, I am not this woman that I just, you know, envisioned in my head. I'm so far from her and I know that. So can you please, please, please help me be more like her, you know, and and whisper to me in the moments where it's like really hard and just remind me of her. And I would say within a few weeks, I had like really changed and which is really fast, I feel like, but it was all of a sudden, instead of seeing Christ as like a disappointed coach at the end of the day, I saw him as, sorry if I get teary, but as like a cheerleader throughout my day. And he was there with me. And sometimes motherhood can feel really lonely, you know, especially when you feel like you're not doing it right. But all of a sudden, I had someone with me all day long, and he was celebrating me when I was doing really great. And then he was also, you know, just encouraging me gently, just like I want to do with the boys. Like, it's okay. You messed up. But guess what? You have a million more chances to try, and they love you, and I love you. And I could, like, hear it for the first time. And it wasn't me feeling guilty anymore. It was me feeling empowered and enabled from him. And I think that's what the atonement is for, is for us to feel empowered and enabled and better than we are, because that's how he wants us to feel. Um, And so it just gave me a lot of space to be me, which is not perfect (laughs) and not who I want to be all the time. But that's okay. I wasn't trying to be perfect anymore because he was just there with me, helping me and making me better than I am. And I think that Christ really atoned for us so that our best and our all is whatever we did in the moment. That's what he wants us is to just know that we are great and that he thinks we're so great. Not like we're trying to reach this best that we can never quite get to. So I I just really have changed how I see the atonement, how I see Christ and our relationship. 
And I just know every day he's there with me, loving me and telling me I'm enough. And it's been really uh, probably the biggest thing that has changed me and like my heart in my whole life. That is absolutely beautiful. Like, I don't even know what to add to that because that is a beautiful testimony of how he can change our heart and how we can give ourselves over to him. And I, to me, that's what the atonement of Jesus Christ is about is giving ourselves over to him and not always being striving to, you know, be, be do all these things by ourselves. We don't, we can't do that, but, but we have him by our side. And, and I love the way that you have learned that lesson and to not see him looking over you as this disappointed coach, but to see him as your friend and someone who loves you and wants the best for you. And I love the difference that's made in your life. That's, that's what he does. He changes our lives. That's, that's really beautiful. And I can see that perspective in your artwork. So let's talk about your artwork because I love it. Um, so I will link in the show notes to your Instagram account and to your website so that people can see. But you have beautiful artwork that depicts motherhood and depicts the Savior. And so, you know, what drew you to depicting these things in your art? You know, how, how did you know that this, this was your inspiration of motherhood or of the Savior? How did you know that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, so I actually love that question because I I have always loved art so much since I was a little girl. And I always kind of like dreamed of being an artist. And um, I just never really knew what I would, how I would go about doing it. Because I knew if I was going to be like a professional artist, um, that I would have to create something that meant something to other people. Like when they looked at my art, they would feel something from my art. That's what I wanted. And so I would always think, okay, what is like everybody like? What what would a lot of people want, you know? And I could never think of anything. And one day I was listening to a podcast and um, they were talking about authenticity versus originality. And that mm. authenticity is what really moves people because everything's been done a million times. So it's not about being original, really. It's about being authentic. And so I, that really spoke to me. And I thought, that's so true, because I can see the same art of a rose, even, you know, and like one picture really like will move me and like make me think something. And the other one is just like, oh, that's a rose. So it, it has to be something from the artist, I feel like. And so... I started thinking, you know, what am I really, what can be authentic to me? And I knew pretty much immediately that what is authentic to me is love because I feel like I've been given a gift of really recognizing how important love is from my savior. And then also with motherhood, I think that there's something really sweet and special about the gift of love and motherhood. And I, I knew that that is what I would like to paint and what inspires me. I love that. And one of the things that when you were just talking that kind of clicked for me is you've said several times in the interview, how many times that you have recognized the spiritual gift that you have. And I, I think that is a key thing that you recognize the gifts that you have, and then you've, you've moved forward and used them. Um, in, and you've, you've, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, you've owned those gifts and it's okay to say, yes, I have a gift to do this. This is the gift that Heavenly Father gave me. 
and I'm going to use it. it. You know, that's not being prideful or, you know, I think sometimes we think that I love that you own that. I think, I think that is so fantastic. Oh, thank you. Fantastic. I've never even really thought about that. Yeah, I think that is so fantastic. And, and that you, you come from a place of authenticity. And I think that speaks to people. I know that your artwork speaks to me in, because of that. And, you know, because I'm in this realm and thinking about motherhood all the time, and then I see your artwork and how you depict it. Um, I, I, it's beautiful and it really speaks to me. And because I do not have that gift of being able to, to create in that way, I have other gifts that I recognize, but, um, so what is the message that you hope to send with your art and, and also your writing? You're a great writer as well. And we'll point people to your blog, but what message do you hope to send to mothers through your artwork and your writing? Um, yeah, I think that more than anything, I want, if a mother comes to my Instagram page or reads my blog I would love her or buys an art piece and then like looks at it every day. You know, I would want it to kind of say to her, like, you are enough. Um, and that really what that means to me, I feel like I've talked about this a lot, but that our love for our kids is enough or our love from our savior is enough. Um, and what I mean by our love for our kids is enough is that there's so much that comes with motherhood, so many different responsibilities and kind of jobs, like all encompassed in the job of being a mother. And they're all so important. And a lot of them are very necessary. But I think that besides love, the rest is kind of just extra. Because um, there are so many different stories of motherhood and moms that, you know, sometimes don't even maybe get to feed their kids which is such a basic necessity, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, everybody's so different. And I think that your love as a mom is just so powerful. So, you know, we can do all the things like home cooked meals or being a taxi to our kids or, you know, homeschooling. I know a lot of people are doing that now or the great cute birthday parties. All of that is so great. Um, but put it all aside. And I just feel like go back to that night when you first became a mom, your very first baby. And for me, I remember I was holding him and it was night and, you know, I was kind of scared. <laughs> I was really nervous and I was thinking, wow, like this is kind of a big job, but looking down at him, I just had like such a strong feeling of love. And I wasn't thinking about all the birthday parties I was going to throw him and the cute clothes I would buy for him or anything like that. I was just thinking how much I loved him. And I think that I would love my art to bring mothers back to those moments when love was really all that mattered, because I feel like that really is all that matters. If you do a lot of things wrong, but you get the love part right, I think your kids and you will have a great relationship. And I think that's what we're striving for. You are right on. I believe that with all my heart. Really love. It's about love. And such a beautiful image. You know, go back. I mean, go back and think about that first moment when you became a mother. I, I think back and, you know, I get, I get a lot of emotion from that because it was, yeah. it was a very powerful moment for me. And, and it is a good reminder, you know, when, when you're going through all those mundane, hard things, go back to that moment and think about the, that love. And that really is all that matters. That's, that is so well said. You know, I want to point out that love looks different for every woman too. Like some people have mm -hmm. that really sweet nurturing love and they just want to cuddle with their kids all the time. And that's great. Some people's love is a lot more like, um, protective, you know, and they want to keep their kids yeah. really protected and some people's love is shown maybe by like really making their kids into, you know, something great with being great pianists or whatever it is. 
So that doesn't mean like you just have to go around being like, la, 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 I love everything. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you have a divine way to love your kids. I truly think that Heavenly Father has yeah. given that to mothers. And to kind of like what you were saying about a spiritual gift, own it. Own the way you love. Yes. And let that be enough. Yes. And let that love remind you why you are a mom. And just kind of let, I'm not saying I'm great at this always either, but let the other stuff go because it can really overwhelm women and families. And if we just bring it back to love, it can feel easy and simple and a lot more joyful, I think. Yeah, that, I can't even add anything to that. That was, that was beautiful. That is exactly right. And so, ma- so many times we can just compare ourselves. I've talked about that on the podcast before about comparing how we feel the spirit to other people. We can't do that because God communicates with all of us differently. And the same with love, like own who you are and, and the way that you love your children and know, have the faith to know that Heavenly Father sent them to you for a reason and he's given you the tools and the gifts that you need for them. I, I love that. So Tessa, this has been so great. I have loved talking to you and I know that what you've said is going to help someone. So thank you so much. But I do have one final question for you. But how have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? Yes, I just look forward to this question with all of your episodes. I think everyone's answers are so sweet. So I really appreciate this question and being able to add my answer to it. Um, And I think that how I see him as my partner is kind of by seeing him as the lead partner, (laughs) that I'm his partner, that he kind of takes the lead on it. And what I mean by that is that he is everything for my boys so that I don't have to be. And he has really big plans for them. I feel like, you know, I think a lot of moms like to feel like their kids are meant to do great things. And I think we're supposed to feel that way about our kids, but I'm not necessarily having all of the gifts to give them, to make them something special. And I became painfully aware of that as my toddlers started becoming toddlers. And I remember this moment of like praying to my heavenly father and saying, I cannot do like, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to make him be exactly what I think he should be. And, um, I had such a strong impression and such a sweet moment where I realized that pride is what makes me as a mom want to be my child's everything. And Heavenly Father is there to remind me that humility is going to help me realize that I don't have to be his everything because he is his everything. And humility can remind me who's, who's my children, who my children belong to, you know, Heavenly Father. And it gives me the chance to just be a mom full of imperfect ideas and failures and lots of love and that God can be their everything. I will just be their mom. And I just, I think that's really important for me to remember that I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be making sure my kids are well-rounded and everything. There's going to be so many other people along the way that Heavenly Father puts in their life and he's going to be there and I can just be a mom. And that's a lot easier feeling to me. And I think I also want to say that as a mom, I think it's really sweet that, you know, a lot of times we go through our days and right now I'm in the stage of, um, you know, lunches and little messes with toys and potty training and all of that. And it can feel a little monotonous sometimes. And um, I think that I heard, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was a sweet story of a man who really wanted to become a monk and 
you know, he tried to become one and they kind of told him he wasn't ready. And so he wasn't mad. Instead, he decided that he was going to um, work in the kitchen of the monastery and he was going to make everything that he did in that kitchen a prayer to God. And that all of a sudden people came from like all across the world just to watch this monk peel potatoes because the way he did it was so divine. And I, when I read that or heard it, I, can't, I think it was on some podcast, it just really made me think that anybody can do that with anything. You know, anything we do in our days, whether you're at work as a mom or at home as a mom, you can make it divine. And I think that it's easy to make it divine when you, like I said a lot, love your kids a lot because you can feel Heavenly Father's love for them too. And that, that is a prayer to Heavenly Father. Um, you don't need to be like reading your scriptures 24-7 or going out into the world and serving everyone. That, you know, potty training and being patient and loving them, that's a prayer to Heavenly Father that I'm helping create this little boy, you know? So I I really love thinking of me praying to my Heavenly Father all day long through just being a mom and Heavenly Father being with me all day long by raising them with me and helping me be better than I am. I love that. You just gave someone who's in the middle of potty training a lot of hope. <laughs> well, I needed to give right? myself that hope because it's not going so well <laughs> yeah. over here. I know. Sometimes the things we say for other people are really for ourselves, <laughs> totally. right? You know? And and it's it's beautiful what you said that God is the everything for your kids. You don't have to be that. So just don't put the pressure on yourself. Don't compare yourself. And and just let him do that and just be their mom. Just love them. That's such a great message. Thank you so much for, for being willing to come on and share, share your insights. I have loved it. Thank you so much for having me. I just think this is such an important message for moms to remember spirituality throughout their days. And I really appreciate the, the opportunity to talk with you. I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.